0: Okay. So welcome to Privates Go Public. This is our first episode. Bear with us. Um, This is just basically, let's talk about the pelvic health and all the different things that we get to treat as pelvic health physical therapists and the reasons why. So my name is Katie. I forced
1: Abby to do this with me. Hi, I'm Abby. Mm -hmm. (laughs) <laughs> she practically just bought all this podcast equipment and now we're recording. So yeah, that's exactly what had happened. So I'm the pushy one. So we were both
0: doing ortho together. I met her and event like immediately fell in love with her and was like, oh my gosh, she had to be my friend. So I pushed her into that and then I pushed her into pelvic health. I was having my own pelvic health issues and I was an ortho PT and I just realized that I love working with vaginas and penises apparently
1: (laughs) um and i thought abby you're really gonna love this too Exactly. So, um, right at about the time that Katie started doing pelvic health stuff, I was like massively pregnant and then had a new baby. So that kind of piqued my interest in pelvic health. And then she decided to leave me and get a new job somewhere else. Um, so I basically just was like, Ooh, send me to all the pelvic health courses. And that's how I got into it. So yeah, she basically forced me to do it. Um, But I'm so grateful for all of her pushiness because I absolutely love it. Um, I started out as an orthopedic PT as well, um, but finding my little niche in pelvic floor physical therapy has been the best thing that's ever happened to me and we are so excited to share our wealth of pelvic knowledge with all of you all um which is why we're here yeah
0: so this is not going to be the one of those shows where we call your vagina your flower or something like that no like it's your clit it's your vagina let's talk about sex how about your butthole yeah it <laughs> poop comes out it's fine <laughs> so we all have it we've all been there and that's kind of. of how we want this to go. Basically, we're going to tell you a story that has to do with pelvic health and then how we treat that and what we would call that and why you should go see a pelvic floor physical therapist if you have these things going on.
1: Yeah. I feel like a bunch of these stories are things that women talk to each other about when they're like sitting around at a girl's night or sharing with their family members or whatever. And you think it's just normal all the time. I'll be having someone in my office and they're like, I've had this go on for so-and-so years. Like my mom had it, my
0: grandma had it, or I know this is TMI, but, and it's like, no sister, I promise it's not TMI. You're not the first person to tell me that. And I do treat that.
1: Yeah. Like there's absolutely something you can do about it and you don't just have to live with it because you, you it's been there forever because you push a baby out of your vagina or had one cut out of your stomach or whatever you, there's absolutely something we can do about it For so. sure. mm-hmm. and let you all know that we can help. And maybe you get to laugh at us while we're here. <laughs> okay. So
0: there was this one time that I was in my friend's wedding and I was going to get a spray tan because I had to look cute in this dress. Of course. Um, yeah, it was from this really janky place, I'm not gonna lie, and it was like super sketch. But the lady did the best spray tan, she was like commenting on her spray tan abilities, how she like spray tan carry underwood like the whole time. And wow. I was like, Name drop. That's not true. This was like it was like in a shed in Jackson, Tennessee. Yeah. So there's no way. But anywho, so I get the spray tan, I'm like feeling fly. And I'm changing out of my clothes like an hour after. So like fully Mm -hmm. naked. And then I just sneeze out of nowhere and pee all down my legs. So literally like a trail (laughs) of urine is from my vagina to my toe. And I'm in a wedding tomorrow. Long or short dress? It was long. Okay. So, I mean, I know that takes away from the story, but... (laughs) I mean, I should probably lie, but no, it was a long dress. And so, I mean, I don't want people to come back after I'm famous from this podcast. I don't want people to like come back and be like, Katie, you liar. It was a long dress. It's okay. Yeah. So I go and I get some water and I'm trying to like smudge the Wait, Was there a full on streak down your leg?
1: 100%. Like from vagina to toe. Like level three spray tan on white streak down to your ankle 100%. Okay, this was like the like 2012 so, like,
0: orange was in. Yeah. And you had to understand that I went for it. I'm Irish. <laughs> like, I have Irish heritage. This skin is not made for that. You were snooky. I was snooking. And so then all you saw underneath that was just, like, my full white skin. Um, and it was very clear. I mean, it was clear before the pee. But um, <laughs> it was clear that I had a spray tan at that point. So I had to go get some water and, like, smudge the line as much as possible. But to this day, like... I don't get a spray tan and not think Katie really bring it in. So what I experienced was stress incontinence and that's literally the
1: definition of stress incontinence. So just so you all know, we have a picture of this beautiful urine strength yeah. streak mm-hmm. and don't worry, we'll share it on our private go public Instagram with this episode. Yeah. So you can all laugh at my pee streak. Okay, so what Katie just described in her experience with her spray tan is classic stress incontinence. 101. Yes, 100%. So basically, the definition of stress incontinence is when you leak urine from an increase in intra-abdominal pressure, which that's a fancy terminology for any time you do something like cough, sneeze, run, jump bend over whatever it is if you do something and that causes you to pee it's most likely stress incontinence um this is a super common thing that happens to women throughout the country. Men too, but it doesn't happen to them quite as often because Not that longer read Yeah, those penises help them out. But that's kind of a story for later. Um, but up to thirty-five percent of women experience stress incontinence, um, which is a lot of
0: people. Yeah, and I mean, I, and that's like people that have said, "Yeah, I have that." Um, I feel like it would probably be even higher if we were all being really honest with ourselves.
1: Yes. And this is one of those things that I feel like everybody just thinks is something that comes along with being a woman. Mm -hmm. And it's not. Mm -hmm. Just because it's common does not mean that it's normal. No. We've all been there. And... You're going to hear that a lot on this podcast. Um, So 35% of women experience it. 28% of female athletes experience urinary incontinence. And these are people that have not had babies. Yes. So this is not like a post-baby problem. Yeah, no, no, no. no. You don't have to be a mom or a person that has babies in order to experience stress incontinence. Um, So 28% of female athletes have urinary incontinence the stress-related version, Um, 40% um, of high school female athletes experience it, and up to 17% of junior high-level female athletes experience it, too, so obviously, don't have to have a baby to have stress urinary incontinence. And if you're seeing those warning signs in, in you or your daughters or anybody else, you know, like maybe your coach or somebody else, that is something that people should totally get help for. Um,
0: I also like, this is a little bit off topic, but we're going to get there. Um, to go on the female athlete thing, one of my other friends, she, we did the cinnamon challenge oh and God. it was a hot mess. I bet. And so I did it and it, I was feeling like death and then she goes to do it and she didn't feel that bad. So she was like, well, clearly I didn't do it well enough. I needed to eat more cinnamon. So she does it again from a freaking oh ladle. My gosh. Yeah. Um, and then she was laughing so hard at herself because she was in so much pain that she peed all over the concrete oh, you could just like no. see the concrete pee everywhere. <laughs> um, so I'm going to leave her nameless here because I didn't ask her for her permission, but we were female athletes in college and we did not have babies. So this is not a post baby problem.
1: Oh yeah. I, I was a cheerleader in high school and I 100% remember people having like peace spots on their lollies, which <laughs> Wait, is what's a lolly, those stupid underwear you wear under those cheer oh, scores. I did not know that shirt a name. skirts. Your skirts. Okay. Um, so that know. you're not just flashing everybody. I mean, but yeah. that's something that totally happened every once in a while. And probably now they've all grown up and are still peeing their pants and need help with it. Yeah, call me. Okay, so let's talk
0: about what we would do about that. So there's this thing called your knack reflex. And sometimes for whatever reason, it gets messed up. Basically, it's a pre-contraction of your pelvic floor before you do that thing that changes your pressures.
1: Right. Like cough, sneeze, run, jump,
0: whatever it is. Yeah. Um, So for whatever reason, sometimes it doesn't really do its job. So we have to retrain that. And that's kind of a whole nother thing. But before we get into that, let's talk about what a true Kegel is like, our pelvic floor contraction. I just want to like broad statement kegels are not the answer to everything.
1: hell No, no. Also, kegels are named after an old dead white dude. So, so nix the name. Right. Let's just call it what it is. It's a pelvic floor muscle contraction. I know that's more words, but hear me out, it's worth it. I'm done calling things in after my body old, white
0: dudes. Yes. There's no statues of him, but we're going to take the statue down. Great. In vagina.
1: So from here on out, it's a pelvic floor muscle contraction. Yeah.
0: So basically that's a pull up and in. So a lot of people can do, do the, um, like squeeze of their pelvic floor, but they don't do a great job of lifting their pelvic floor. Right. So you want to squeeze your pelvic floor and lift it up to the top. There's like a million different ways to describe this. The one I use most commonly is an elevator. Like pretend you're elevate your vagina is an elevator. You're going to close the doors to the elevator, and then you're going to lift it up to the top floor. And then you're going to bring it all the way back down to where it was.
1: Yes. That is one of my favorites too. Um, I've also had people who are terrible pelvic floor contractors respond really well to the cue of, I want you to pretend like you're picking up blueberries with your vagina, which is a great visual. It really is. And i Treating the pelvic floor, sometimes you think about it and you think about it like this big space, but it's actually really tiny. Yeah. So like thinking about picking up and lifting up a tiny little blueberry or some beans or something is a much better visual. Yeah. Um, I totally agree.
0: So you're really wanting to make sure that you get all the way up, but then all the way back down too. Right. Um your diaphragm is super important when you're talking about a pelvic floor contraction. So, we want to make sure that your breathing mm-hmm. is also in, coordinate, um, in coordination with your pelvic floor contraction. Yes.
1: So, basically, what she's trying to say is that you should be contracting your pelvic floor as you exhale and then relaxing your pelvic floor back down to its resting state as you inhale.
0: So your diaphragm is running across your ribs. And as your diaphragm pushes down, when you're letting your ribs expand and your your, lungs fill up with air, yeah, you're also pushing your pelvic floor down Mm -hmm. when your diaphragm pulls up because it's squeezing the air out of your lungs and pulling your ribs in, you're also going to pull your pelvic floor up and in so that can help you get a better contraction.
1: Right. And that brings us back to our point of intra-abdominal pressure with like a cough or a sneeze or something like that if you're accidentally opening your pelvic floor when you exhale that's going to be 10 times worse when you're coughing or sneezing versus doing it the correct way of closing your pelvic floor on an exhale you're going to have a lot better chance of holding in that urine when you cough or sneeze so that brings us back to the neck. Yes. We want
0: to get that pre-contraction before the change in pressure. So it's a quick pull up and in and then cough,
1: sneeze, and then relax. Right. And for... A million different reasons that can get thrown off. We don't have to go into every single reason right now. Um, but for a lot of people it gets reversed. Um, so retraining your pelvic floor contraction with your breathing is, is often a good place to start. Um, and then practicing doing some like quick Flicks or quick pelvic floor contractions Which, when you're
0: treating a patient do you just hate calling it a quick flick because I do I can hardly say it like I feel stupid every time I'm like okay we're gonna do our quick flicks and it's like who came up with that term I, I know, know offense if you're listening probably to this. Dr.
1: Kegel Dr. <laughs> Kegel <laughs>
0: enough with the quick flicks enough with the bulges I mean we're yeah. gonna get there but I know it's awful terminology Yeah, just can we come up with better yeah it's not flowers it's not a
1: quick flick it's It is is. a quick contraction of your pelvic floor muscles. It's a quick pull up and in. Yeah. And it's supposed to happen milliseconds before you cough or sneeze or run or jump.
0: And if it's not, then we just have to consciously think about it until it becomes a more normal thing for us to do throughout the day.
1: Right. Like, so I don't. I feel like it's easy to relate this stuff back to orthopedic problems sometimes because a lot of people have experience with that. Um, so if you've ever had like knee pain and you've had trouble firing your quadriceps muscle, sometimes your brain and that muscle get disconnected and you have to bunch of, do a bunch of contractions over and over and over again to retrain your brain, to use that muscle correctly. It's the literal exact same thing with your pelvic floor. It's just inside instead of outside. Right. Um, and you want to work that in throughout your day. So like
0: you're brushing your teeth, you're doing the dishes, you're sending a text to your friend. Okay. Do a couple of those quick flicks, like try to pull up and in real quick with your pelvic floor.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, and just So, personal note, I struggled with stress urinary incontinence after I had my son, Max. I would cough, sneeze, um, run. That story's coming later. (laughs) Um, And would leak urine. And that's relatively, I will use the newer use the term normal for a certain amount of time after you have a baby, right. but it should get better after I'll give a time frame of like three to six months. You should be starting to see some improvements in that. Um, so, I didn't improve in that and after I went through all of my pelvic floor coursework I started retraining my knack consistently every time I felt like I was gonna cough I was gonna sneeze I was gonna bend over or whatever my trigger was I would do a quick squeeze up and in of my pelvic floor and um over time, I've had to think about it loss, a lot less, and I've had way less leakage. Um, so it totally works. You just have to build it in throughout your day and be consistent with it.
0: Okay, so if you feel like you had any difficulty with that or it kind of hurt or you feel like you couldn't really get it, then that's when you go to pelvic floor physical therapy.
1: Right. Or if you try this stuff for a couple of weeks and you're like, crap, I have no idea what I'm doing. Yeah, I still feel lost. Yeah. So get help. Um, Herman and Wallace
0: has a great practitioner search. The APTA also has a practitioner
1: search in pelvic which we'll put all of this stuff in our Instagram.
0: Yeah. in the show notes. Yeah. Um, if you really like don't know where to start, go to your doctor and tell them that you want to go to pelvic floor physical therapy and go ahead and get a script for that. So we're in Tennessee. So in Tennessee we have direct access and we can see patients for a little bit without a doctor script. Right. Not every state has that. Some state actually has better laws. So it just kind of depends on where you are exactly about what your rules are about needing a script from your doctor. Yeah.
1: And I don't, think it's ever a bad idea to get a medical exam before going see a pe- going to see a pelvic floor PT. Um, there's definitely always medical stuff to rule out um, in terms of pelvic floor PT. So if you're a little bit leery about just jumping into physical therapy, go get an exam from your doctor first. Yeah. And we, um, one of our, My red flags, and I know Abby's
0: is too, is, you know, we're not going to be the first person to do a pelvic floor exam on you, so if you've never had a pelvic exam before, you definitely want to go see your doctor. Yes. We
1: did it! We made our first episode! We're done! Thank you guys so much for listening. That was... All five of you. Yeah. That was actually (laughs) a lot of fun, so I don't care if no one listens, (laughs) because we're just going to keep doing this. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) Oh, Katie (laughs) lost her headphones. Um... But yeah, seriously, thank you guys so much for tuning in and listening. We are going to keep these episodes coming every week. Um, if you have any questions or concerns or comments, please don't hesitate to reach out um, at privates go Public on Instagram. Yes, we have thank you. a
0: Gmail at PrivatesGoPublic at Gmail dot com. Perfect. Um, um, we don't have Twitter because I don't do that, but.
1: Instagram and Gmails enough.
0: I think so. You yeah. can reach us. We'll get call TikTok me, meet maybe want to reach me. If you
1: guys get lucky. We're totally
0: getting TikTok. <laughs> I went viral so. Well, we went viral. only because of me.
1: <laughs> We'll get there later. Um so we also have to note that this podcast is not medical advice. Uh-uh. So call your doctor. Yes, if you have any true questions or concerns about having pelvic floor dysfunction, Go to your doctor. Don't use us as medical advice. True. Got it? Yeah. Okay. We've all been there. We've all been there. Love you. Mina. Thank you. Bye.